So Amazon has just launched these in Canada. Shoppers make purchases without stopping at a checkout or a cashier. Um, obviously, this is something that could be really convenient, seen as very efficient, but there are a lot of issues, especially when it comes to tracking your data. So let's get into how this model even works, uh, but I want to know your opinion on it. 7804960063. Our guest is the Director of Applied Research at the School of Retailing right here at the University of Alberta, Craig Patterson. Craig, thanks so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's just talk about these Amazon Just Walk Out stores. Talk a little bit, if you can, about this model so that we're all familiar with what exactly it is that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually been in one of these. It was a slightly different experience because it was in San Francisco and they required a human to be there because of all of the theft. But <laughs> basically, <laughs> if you if you get one of these stores in a perhaps non-high crime area, that one's closed, by the way, the, in San Francisco, I went back and it was gone. Uh, that's how bad it was. But um, you, you go in, you, you basically uh, uh, you, you scan your, your app. I was actually allowed to use my Interact card because I didn't have an Amazon app. But you go in, you pick your stuff out, put it in your cart, uh, uh, it, it registers through technology and you just walk out so you don't have to go to a, a till and pay for it. So it's, it's a neat experience, but it feels a little bit like shoplifting. <laughs> well, and it's really interesting that the store in San Francisco that you went to, that you had this personal experience with, ended up closing because theft was one of my questions. I mean, how are we going to safeguard these to make sure that, sh- that, that theft isn't an issue, Craig? Well, <laughs> question a lot of companies are grappling with right now i mean uh, generally uh, you know with the, with the technology i know there was these uh, they're not going to stop anybody but they had these gate things there that were like a, a turn not turnstile or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um uh, that was there and then i guess security measures around you know there's a lot of cameras in, in the spaces uh, uh you know that are that are monitoring things so it'll certainly be monitored whether or not they would have someone from loss prevention there to stop theft is another story altogether um you know i suspect they wouldn't if there's no people in the location but my experience again on post street in san francisco was a location where they had a a very nice uh, young woman in the front who was guiding people and part of that was for security reasons just because people can't not steal apparently in san francisco well and i wonder too if there's a a bit of a, a psychological effect too right you know you know that no one's really watching you and so maybe you try to see what it is that you can get away with it'll be really interesting to keep studying this because i think that we're only going to see more and more of it. I'm wondering, in in a situation like this, when we're talking about these Amazon stores, you are encouraged to use your Amazon app, something that's connected already to your credit cards or whatever form of payment you're using. In your case, you were able to bypass that and use a debit card. But does Amazon really have the monopoly on this just because they're already such a huge juggernaut that most people are using anyway? Not really. In fact, Amazon might uh, end up being a little bit behind the game, uh, depending on how things go. Uh, I know they've been licensing some of this technology, but right, I actually, um, in the spring, had an opportunity to go to McGill University in Montreal, and they're actually testing. And a person can go in and shop. So there's a test store on Sherbrooke Street, which is part of the campus, but it's integrated with the city. And uh, you can go in, and it's a very, very similar experience. So they're testing technologies and more. They're even trying to get more innovative here. And this is a uh, Tard uh, store, or I think it might be branded Circle K. I, I think it is. It's, it's, we used to call it Max Milk back when, you know, us old people <laughs> used to shop in those convenience stores, but I believe it's now a Circle K. But uh, they've got this technology, you know, hundreds of cameras on the ceiling. Uh, uh, you, you can walk in and leave. And people seem to like it because uh, students and other people in the neighborhood were going in and shopping and doing it. And I was watching them. So I was there with a professor from McGill. So it was a very interesting experience. You're describing, you know, sort of the format that I think is, is a good entry point for so many people kind of that convenience level store where you know your experience is 
meant to be really fast. You're not encouraged to spend a lot of time. Speak a little bit, uh, if you can, to, to your own personal experience. Is that what it is? It's just all about the focus on, on efficiency? I think so. I mean, there's a friction point around checkouts, whether or not it's a self-checkout where you're having to scan your own stuff. I, I just, I don't know why I hate these things so much, but they are what they are, uh, or even with a person. And there may be a lineup in a store, so you're having to wait and line up. Perhaps there's someone there chatting with the person at the till. Uh, you know, it, it could, it's another potential bottleneck. So, uh, you know, this this technology now is something that, that is meant to be, to save time, remove friction, create convenience. It's something, now I haven't experienced this myself, but so Movies in Ontario, in the suburbs anyways, I believe, actually has shopping carts where you put your stuff in the shopping carts, it registers what you've bought, and uh, you don't have to go to the till to check them out afterwards because the technology in the shopping cart has allowed you to, uh, has already registered uh, what you're going to buy. So uh, so we do have this technology here in Canada right now. I unfortunately haven't experienced it because I, I live in downtown Toronto. I'll be coming to Edmonton, by the way, very soon because uh, on a trip. But, uh, uh, you know, I just haven't experienced one of those stores myself because we don't have them downtown. Well, we do have an area in Rogers Place here in Edmonton where you can kind of use that grab-and-go model. It's typically staffed by someone that's sort of overseeing the entire experience. But it does suggest, I think, something that we're likely going to see more and more of. I mean, obviously, from a business perspective, uh, stores are going to... like save a lot of money in a situation like this not having to pay cashiers so is this craig just simply the way of the future that's a debate i mean yes and no i i think that there's certainly a will for this to be a way of the future and i think we're going to see more of this technology but uh, it really depends on how people react and whether or not there's more theft or whether or not uh, uh, you know things don't work but also this technology is quite expensive i mean it's going to depend on what the pricing is going to be like because if, if it's cost per, say you've got a local convenience store on 97th Street and 107th or something in, in Edmonton, you know, it, it may be a mom and pop. This technology could be too expensive to launch something like that. So I think it really, really depends. But I think looking at the bigger picture, yes, uh, any place we can find efficiencies for technology, you know, around staffing and, and convenience, it's, it's, it's going to happen. You know, something that you mentioned is is interesting because I think it reflects the way that a lot of people think uh, about this, the idea of having to to scan or to ring in your own groceries at that self-checkout is something that I know we've talked about on the show before and a lot of people really take issue with it. So I'm curious, Chad Nation, if the idea of a completely cashierless experience is something that uh, excites you or turns you right off. You can let me know, 780-496-0063. I know you're going to have opinions on this one. But um, Craig, you know... The issue of privacy is another big component of this. And some people say, well, look, my data is already being collected by some apps. So, you know, what's what's giving it away in a situation like this really going to do? But there is some some legitimate concern here, isn't there? Absolutely. And I think there is with anything where, where people are being tracked, whether or not that's social media or your, you know, McDonald's app or Starbucks app on your phone or whatever a person might have, right? Uh, there's always going to be that issue around data. I, I think... Uh, it is it is a concern. I would I would suspect that safeguards would be put in place. I only say that because there, there's certain legislation, rules, protocols that that would would stipulate this. I I would expect, and I haven't done the research into it just because we, you know this hasn't expanded in a big way into Canada yet. Uh, I would expect that there would be uh, checks and balances around personal data, or at least hopefully there would be, because a large company like this that's introducing technology like this is going to take that into consideration. Because right now, data privacy, the awareness is is, is more more than it's ever been in our history and it's just because there's less privacy than we've ever had in our history so in a a situation uh, like this though what are those businesses using that data to that they're collecting what are they using it for oh it's good 
question. I mean, hopefully they're anonymizing things. I mean, it may be anything from, from, from obviously the data they're going to want. It's going to be most important is, is did someone buy something and then pay for it? Uh, for, from there, I think the data would be, you know, what are popular items that are going to be restocked in the store? Uh, you know, generally what's the demand? Uh, but but it could go, go further than that. I mean, right now I know there's technology in stores that will allow a business to know, uh, you know, is it an adult or a child, male or female? Uh, they're not registering faces, or at least this is what they're saying, and I, I believe them in this case, but there is technology out there that uh, basically can determine whether or not uh, a part of the store is more popular than other parts in terms of merchandising, uh, whether or not, uh, you know, it's conversion, which means a person comes in the store and buys something. Well, if you've got, a uh, say, a person with a stroller that walks in the store, they're not going to register the baby as someone that didn't pay for something because probably the baby wasn't going to anyways, uh, being, you know, one year old. So, <laughs> but this technology does exist. I've, I've spoken to, I took a tour with a retailer that was showing this to me and I thought it was fascinating. I mean, they can count the number of people coming by the store, the number of people coming into the store, mm. uh, you know, the type of person shopping. But what, you know, this CEO told me was that, you know, they're not keeping this data. They don't want this facial recognition to be kept forever. And plus there's laws around that too. I mean, Cadillac Fairview got in trouble for something a while ago because of that, uh, around facial recognition, um, uh, in the in the shopping centers, but I can tell you also. I'm not talking about Cadillac Fairview, but I can tell you for sure the stuff is being used in stores, and they're just not telling you. Where do you think this technology might go beyond the idea of a convenience store, which is where it's largely being introduced right now? Uh, could it be in fashion stores? Possibly. I mean, I think it remains to be seen uh, where it's going to make the most sense. I mean, already. Uh, Zara was testing out some self-checkouts in its stores, which I thought was interesting. you got to remove your own security tag. That's a little onerous. But uh, in terms of the, the grab-and-go and walk out, uh, you know, I think it remains to be seen. I mean, grocery seems to make sense, but if you can do this with, with items that are perishable and unperishable, I think you could probably do it with fashion. Anywhere where there's a, a long lineup, and that could be a Zara store, unfortunately. I've seen the Zara and H&M, but you're probably not going to see a Harry Rosen store uh, using this technology anytime soon because that's a much more curated experience so I think that uh, certainly you'll be dealing with humans in certain types of stores but uh, perhaps a a Dollarama might end up becoming a a grab-and-go type of store if they can make that technology work financially I mean they've already got self-checkouts in most of them now and they're actually driving people to use them. Do you worry though that this is going to make us you know even even more disconnected than we already are because I know that that's a big concern for so many people. Probably. I mean, to a degree, some people still like going to a checkout and talking to people, and I'm one of them. I mean, I'm from a generation where many of us did that, but at the same time, um, I've, I've enjoyed convenience. I mean, I've waited in long lineups to get to a till with a person doing it, and you know, being a, a busy person, I, I wouldn't mind something that was a little bit less. So, yeah, I, I think we are sort of losing that human connectivity in certain areas, but in a lot of respects, this is probably for the best. I mean, it is also hard to get people to work behind the till. I mean, finding staff can be a challenge. I know with our increased immigration numbers, particularly in places like Ontario and BC, there's, it seems like a lot of people are looking for jobs, which is quite sad because they're looking for, you know, retail jobs that may not pay a lot. And you've got hundreds of people lying up to, to, to get these jobs. But in places like Alberta, where, you know, in certain areas would be a labor shortage or a person could get a much higher paying job doing something else, uh, getting staff just to be behind the till itself is a challenge. Sure, yeah. Craig, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on this. I really appreciate your time. 
Thank you for having me. Of course. That's Craig Patterson, Director of Applied Research at the School of Retailing right here at the University of Alberta, talking about Amazon launching these just walk-out stores in Canada. So they're in Calgary and they're in Toronto. And you've likely seen, uh, I think it's aisle 24, um, has one here in Edmonton, something kind of similar to this where you scan your phone to get in and there's no cashier, there's no one in there. Uh, you're just purchasing your items, scanning them with your phone and then leaving. 